if you're paying taxes above and beyond what you're living on, you need to get a second opinion on what your options are with regards to your tax bill. Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal best ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best ever partner, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. So are you a landlord or investor who's self-managing? Well, if you're self-managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self-managing or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time? Like, I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bringing more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self-managing, then here comes the free service. Here comes the free gift. Linda Libatory, you know her, episode 714 I interviewed her about her best ever advice, talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. They handle the phone calls, they handle the rent collections, they handle late payment reminders, they handle the lease violation notices, everything from the text messages, reminders, all the way to collecting the ACH payments. Linda's team will help you scale your business, whether you've got 500 units or even a handful of units, go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. They're going to give you a free 30-minute goal strategy session. They'll give you free setup and the first 30 days free, mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Again, if you are self-managing and you're not fulfilled by self-managing and you agree that there's a better way to scale your business, scale your investments, then go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Take Linda and her team up on their generous offer of giving you a trial and a strategy session to see if it's right for you. mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluff with us today. Travis Jennings. How you doing, Travis? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well and nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Travis. He is the creator and president of Finance Concierge and Profit Experts, otherwise known as Finance Cape, C-A-P-E. He has served in the U.S. Air Force, so thank you for your service, sir. He has also created an automated online platform with the ability to share the solutions used by the top 1%. You can say hi to him at his company website, which is in the show notes page. With that being said, Travis, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. Basically, I jumped in the Air Force, thought I wanted to do computer programming, realized that wasn't very much fun. Found economics through college, realized that money interested me quite a bit, and been doing financial planning for about a decade now, specializing in pretty much everything but the basics, so taxes and all the other fun stuff. Let's talk about your focus. How do you currently make money? Basically, when you get into investing in the markets and just investing in general, there's a lot of people around that have a lot of really good advice, right? You can go to stockbrokers and investment advisors and insurance people and all that stuff. That well of knowledge doesn't go all that deep. So what I've decided to do is is I thought, you know, the world probably could use the same education that we sell to the wealthy. We just got to find a way to give it to them. So I spent my time developing systems geared towards things that are more measurable. 
specifically taxes. So if I could save money on taxes to help the transactions work, well, then we have measured success. So short answer would be typically taxes and everything other than investing. And you own a CPA practice, correct? Yeah. So we have, in my opinion, and this is directed directly at you and all of your listeners, when's the last time that your accountant brought you an idea that saved you thousands of dollars in taxes? Doesn't it feel like that's more of a foreign concept, even though we lean on them as our tax experts? Absolutely. So for me, I saw that as a problem. And yes, I am in the process of building out a network of accountants that provide more proactive, holistic solutions. And you're not a CPA yourself. So how are you able to build that out and be able to talk the talk without actually being a CPA? Well, because I have a lot of really smart CPAs around me. And the cool thing about CPAs is, in the industry and as a whole, is that it isn't quite what everybody thinks it is. If I was a CPA, then I would have to pass a big old test. And then the book that we study to pass that test is 1,700 pages long. It teaches you all about regulation and auditing and how to work with the client and how to file a tax return. How many pages in that book that was created through the guidance of the IRS, do you think are dedicated specifically to helping investors like your listeners reduce their tax bill? Zero. There's one. Uh, (laughs) One, I missed it. What's it say? Oh, it talks about shifting. So kind of like how you put money into an IRA, you're moving it from one side to the other and getting some advantages. That's called shifting. So out of 1,700 pages, there's only one that really talks about reducing someone's tax bill. So it's no wonder our accountants typically don't provide that service because where do they learn it? Right. So that industry as a whole, it intrigues me because all of us look at our accountant professional and we go, yeah, they're our guy. They're the one that's going to help us with taxes. But it sure feels like when I give them my W-2s from last year, it kind of feels like they're just recording it onto a 1040 and then filing it with the IRS, almost like a historian would, right? So in my opinion, I wanted to start to provide for everybody, not just my local clients. I think that everyone should have access to the best solutions that drop their tax bill, even if their accountant hasn't taken the time to learn them. So that's kind of the stuff that we offer for people. Well, you have piqued my curiosity, my friend. What are some ways that we can implement right now that will drop our tax bill as real estate investors? As real estate investors, I would assume, and and please correct me, I don't want to go down this big tangent if I'm wrong. (laughs) But I would say most real estate investors probably have set up an LLC of some sort, right? Yep. Okay. So then at that point, by definition, you're now a business owner. Congratulations. So as a business owner, there are so many different ways to drop your tax bill. One example, I know that most of the listeners have heard of, okay, you can deduct square footage at your house as a home office. And that's normal. But what most people don't know is that you can literally rent your house, the entire house, for events for your business. So for an example, let's say that I threw a pool party and I invited a friend of mine that was potentially going to become a client. Well, as long as we discuss business and we take notes, I get to rent my home to my business for that day. So we all have heard of Zillow, I assume, if we're talking about real estate, right? That's a pretty popular one. So if we go to Zillow, we can literally look up what our house would rent for. Mm -hmm. So if our house rented for, let's just say $3,000 and there's 30 days in a month, well, that means that we can rent our house to our business for $100 a day. Mm -hmm. And if we did that 14 times in the year, we would have just saved $1,400, right? Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's an easy one. Why isn't everybody doing that? I don't know. I like that idea. Yeah, and then having a good time at our house <laughs> with yeah, the, with the, exactly. with a friend. I, I I'm I'm hosting a poker game at my house, not this Friday, but next Friday, with some people locally, and they're all real estate investors. So would that qualify? Absolutely. There's some structure to that. You want to take notes. You want to have minutes. You kind of want to briefly write down what you discussed that was business. And just in case one day you ever get audited, you'll have some proof as to what you did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's absolutely above board and within the code of the IRS. Okay. We've got I a like bunch it. more if you want them. Yeah, keep on hitting this. <laughs> so I personally have three children and I do pretty well financially. So the youngest of my kids is seven. So I've got, wow, I have a 16-year-old now. You're going to put your youngest to work, aren't you? I'm going to put all three of them yep. to work at yep. the home office, right? Yep. So once they turn seven, we're allowed to hire them. And you may have heard this, but I'm going to give you a twist that's even more fun. So what if we hired our kids at the 0% tax rate? What if we paid them $6,300 a year? Well, then effectively what we would be doing is shifting dollars off of my tax return and putting it onto their tax return. And if we're paying them just enough to be in the 0% tax rate, if I'm in the 40% tax rate, well, I just save myself 40%. And so on three kids at $6,300 a piece, I just saved myself about $8,000 in taxes. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. So then we take that one step further. Don't the kids now have income, working income? And when somebody has working income, they're allowed to contribute to their retirement. So with a Roth IRA, we pay the taxes today so that in the future, we don't have to pay the taxes in the future. But if they're in the 0% tax rate, doesn't that mean they don't pay taxes on the front and they don't pay taxes on the back? Makes sense. Why wouldn't everybody do that? You lost me. Well, why wouldn't everybody do that? They just don't know. Okay. And so then the question is, why aren't our current accounting professionals sharing that kind of stuff with us? Sorry, I'm a little dense. Will you succinctly say that last point? Okay. Well, if I have three kids and I pay each one $6,300, well, that would be almost $19,000. If I save 40% in taxes, I've effectively saved like eight grand. If they then turn around and put that money into their own Roth IRAs, then they're not paying taxes on the front side or the back side. Ah, got it. The question then becomes, why don't we all know about this? Why isn't our accounting professionals, why aren't they sharing this? I would say that's probably because they're busy. Like I don't know any accountants that have a ton of free time. And so where are they supposed to go learn? They're supposed to shut their business down and travel the country to go learn this stuff? Got it. Okay. What's another one? You're nailing us with some good stuff. This is the best one. I kind of was saving it for the, the uppercut, right? So this is for, <laughs> <laughs> this is the real estate investing best advice that I could give you. And this is specifically speaking to people who own their own commercial real estate, their own building, whether it's their own or it's an investment. If you own commercial real estate, how do you depreciate that building? Most accountants do not have teams of engineers sitting on staff. Would you agree with that? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to explain to you a strategy, and I do want to point out that it requires a team of engineers to actually do the work. So if you're unsure if your accountant is doing this stuff, it's very easy. Do they have engineers on staff? If the answer is no, you're not doing this. Okay, so let's just pretend, and I'm going to make the numbers inflated and huge because it's easy to understand, and then we'll dial it down to reality. Let's pretend that you and I were buying a commercial building for $39 million. Huge number, but 39 is very important. 
The way that it works is we would depreciate that building one year, $1 million. Because the way that it works is we take the value of the building and we divide it by 39, and that's what we're allowed to deduct every year. Well, how many of your investors probably keep a building for 39 years? Not many, right? So then we're missing out on a substantial portion of the depreciation. So then wouldn't it be great? Because in common sense world, our buildings don't depreciate evenly, one thirty-ninth per year, right? The drywall may wear out prior to the tile floors wearing out, prior to the carpet. So there's all these different systems in the building. What I would recommend, talk to your accountant specifically with regards to a process called cost segregation. Cost segregation, we hire engineers, they go into your building, they break apart every system in the building to assign it with how long it will actually take to depreciate. What happens is that 39 years worth of depreciation gets pushed up to the first five or 10 years. And so then your deductions for the first five to 10 years are massive. We're talking about out of 39 years worth of depreciation, getting maybe 75% in the first five years. So for anyone that has commercial real estate and has not ever heard about cost segregation, give me a call or just jump on Google and just type in what is cost segregation and what value does it provide. And you can also go to episode 750 where we talk to someone who focuses on cost segregation. So 750 titled, Why You Are Losing Money Not Understanding Cost Segregation. I love that. All right, so we've got a lot of great tips. A couple of them I'd never heard of. The renting your house thing I had never heard of. That's for sure. And it's good to have a refresher on some others. Based on your experience, what is your best advice ever for real estate investors? You live on what you live on. So we have our expenses and we need our income to pay our expenses. Everything else above the money that we use every year is voluntary to pay those taxes. There are strategies to cover up almost all of those dollars, no matter how much extra money you've made. So I would say, if you're paying a taxes above and beyond what you're living on, you need to get a second opinion on what your options are with regards to your tax bill. That's a bold statement, obviously. You know that. So all of your clients, do they pay zero in taxes at the end of the year? No, because if they live on $200,000, you have to receive 200000 to live on that, right? Mm-hmm. So then we can come up with deductions to minimize that. Let's say somebody made $1.2 million and they're living on $200,000. you are going to pay the taxes on the 200000 But if you get a true tax reduction blueprint and you actually go in and refine it out, you should be able to defer that other million, whether you're putting it into real estate through like a 1031 exchange whether you're using cash balance plans, there's a ton of different options. People that pay taxes above and beyond, it doesn't have to be that way. What's a cash balance plan? Cash balance plan would be, let's say that I'm an attorney and let's say that I'm living on my little cases. People come in, little fender benders and stuff. And then one day I get this massive personal injury claim and it pays me like a million bucks. Well, my taxes are structured on the mom and pop small deals. Maybe I live on $200,000. So when I get this huge million-dollar influx, wouldn't it be great if I could kind of shove all million dollars into an IRA all at once? Then you wouldn't have to pay taxes on any of it. 
Cash balance plan is the way that I identify with that type of planning because, yeah, you could shove it all into a retirement plan and then worry about the taxes later or start to implement solutions to reduce that tax plan for later. Essentially, you would save yourself like 400000 in that example. What's a mistake you've seen real estate investors make prior to coming to you? Lack of knowledge. We're in the age of information, man. You are fantastic. You're providing people with education. You're teaching them. You're bringing on experts. Like It's not that difficult to go and find education. I would say the biggest thing is just being great at real estate and not really looking for other ways to grow your knowledge base. Let's talk tactically speaking. What's a typical real estate investor not doing from a tax planning or savings standpoint? Well, I would say that most investors, real estate included, they don't start off with the $10 million projects, right? They build up to it. So then the accounting professional or your tax advisor is typically the advisor that you had in the beginning. I would say that most people don't grow or they don't reevaluate their trusted advisors enough. They just roll with what they're comfortable with. And the person who specializes in the new commercial real estate developer and the person who specializes in the mature They have two different skill sets. I actually have a meeting with my accountant tomorrow, and I'm about to ask you this question because I'm going to ask him the questions that you say. So what questions should I ask my accountant when I meet with him tomorrow to see if he's doing what he should be doing? Are you going to get your tax bill tomorrow, or is it just a drop-off meeting? It's just a drop-off. I have a monthly meeting with him. Okay. I would just say, can you tell me about one of the solutions in the last month or so that you implemented with a different client to save them a bunch of money in taxes? If they stutter, if they seem unsure how to answer it, then they're probably not doing a lot of proactive tax planning. Does that logically make sense? Yep. So that would be the way that I would approach that situation. And if they do stutter, what is the downside to just getting a second opinion? Well, one challenge, well, I don't know if it's a challenge, it's just the reality, is that for my business, and I mentioned my business because there are some best ever listeners who are in a similar situation where I have a bookkeeper. So you have a bookkeeper who's also an accountant, they're filing taxes and keeping the books. If you get a second opinion, does that second opinion also have a bookkeeper involved so everything would have to be then transferred over again, or is it just more of a strategic consultation. And basically, I'm asking your business model and how you work with people. I would say if we relate it to something with real estate, because that's the common theme here, say I was going to go build a custom home. It's the house of my dreams. I've always wanted it. I'm going to make it exactly what I want it to be. Would you recommend that I go to see an architect first or go to see like Lennar Homes? I'd say you go check out some homes. Yeah, go check out some homes. But when it's time to put the dream home in my head on paper, I wouldn't typically do that with the builder. I would go to see an architect, and the architect would work with me to customize the plans to make it exactly what I want. I would say that if your accounting professional isn't building out a tax blueprint, a foundation, a plan, and if you haven't ever seen a written plan for how we're attacking the taxes, he's probably just being reactionary. He's probably just responding as you bring in data. If I went directly to a home builder, that home builder probably has a four, five, six plans that they use frequently and they offer adjustments. 
if I want truly custom solutions, well, then I would have to go to a specialist. And so what I would say is if you have an accountant that you really like, you don't have to leave them. You just might need to integrate a specialist who designs custom tax reduction blueprints. And those people exist all around the country. How much does it cost for that, for your form? Well, with ours, what we do is if we could save you $10,000, we give you a bill for $5,000. If we can save you $20,000, we'll give you a bill for half of that, so $10,000. The most we'll ever charge is ten grand. So most of the time, it's between two dollars and $10,000, and our fee is always half of the savings. Up to 10000 Up to 10000 and that's a one-time fee. So next year, you have the blueprint. You can have it adjusted. You don't have to repay that fee, so it's a one-time deal. And it's, I imagine if you can't save any, then it's just no cost and you'll be on your way. Yeah, it's actually pretty neat. So we used to do, let's just pretend it was you and I ran through your analysis and it was determined that I could save you $10,000 and I charged you five. And let's say that after doing all of the hard work, it only came back to where I could save you $8,000. Well, that isn't fair because you paid five. So we would refund $1,000. We've gotten this thing so dialed in that what we're doing now is if we don't get you at least what we promised you, then the whole thing is free. Sounds like a good deal. Travis, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Oh, let's do it. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you an investor who self-manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener, and guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue, and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30 minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Ready to enter the minds of successful entrepreneurs and millionaires? Are you ready to excel in your entrepreneurial and investing journey? The new podcast, Before the Millions, studies phenomenal entrepreneurs and their path to millions. Journey through exclusive interviews, giving you all the secrets to mimic their successes. Listen and subscribe to Before the Millions podcast at beforethemillions.com. That's beforethemillions.com. Best ever book you've read? Ooh, The Alchemist. What's the best ever way you like to give back? Knowledge, teaching, education. What's a mistake you've made on a business deal? (laughs) Marketing. 100% of the time, it's typically marketing. What do you mean by that? I fall for a lot of the marketing gimmicks. I don't know. To me, marketing is legal gambling, but you kind of have to go through it to figure out what works. I would say that I've failed on a lot of marketing ideas. What's something that you've learned from one of those where you would implement or approach differently next time? Every single time I learned something, right? So once upon a time, I built out an online portal that would push people through a sequence of videos. Well, I thought if I built out the entire funnel all at once, then I would be able to put someone in the front end and they would come out the back end. What I learned through that is that rather than build the whole thing all at once, why not just start at step one, tune that to where it should be, and then go to step two and then step three. Progressively work through it opposed to building the whole thing. Mm. Wasted about $40,000 on that idea. (laughs) (laughs) Where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you, Travis? Financecape.com or any of the social media sites. We put out financial hacks and tax hacks 
every couple days. Nice. I think you just coined a new term accidentally. The what was it? Ha- tax tax. Yeah. Ta- <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, Travis, it's been a pleasure talking to you, learning some ways to drop our tax bill as a business owner. One is to deduct the square footage for our house. Two is to rent our entire house for events that we have where we discuss real estate or business. Three is to hire our kiddos should we have them at a 0% tax rate. Four is the commercial real estate cost segregation approach. And then you sprinkle in a couple others in there as well. I was taking notes as quick as I could. As well as talking about the question that you should ask your tax professional. Can you tell me about one of the solutions that you implemented with a different client last month or so to save them a bunch in taxes? So thanks so much, Travis, for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. You too. Thanks, bud. Ready to enter the minds of successful entrepreneurs and millionaires? Are you ready to excel in your entrepreneurial and investing journey? The new podcast, Before the Millions, studies phenomenal entrepreneurs and their path to millions. Journey through exclusive interviews, giving you all the secrets to mimic their successes. Listen and subscribe to Before the Millions podcast at beforethemillions.com. That's beforethemillions.com.